Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, February 3rd. This date in 1959 was known as the day the music died. Three rock and roll stars died in a small plane crash after a performance. Can you name the three stars whose deaths hit so hard? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's find out how the weather is looking for your weekend plans over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk. And good Friday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvine here in a morning where we're starting out a little chilly temperatures in the 40s with showers likely this morning up until about lunchtime. Then the rain will be moving offshore. Sky will, in fact, be clearing out late today. So some late afternoon sunshine. Temperatures today only making it up in the low to mid 50s. And it's going to be cold tonight. Heads up on that. Make sure you cover up the plants down in the upper 20s to around 30 tomorrow morning. 51 sunshine, chilly Saturday, warmer 60s on Sunday. But it does come with our next chance of rain. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We're wrapping up week two of the Alec Murdoch trial in Colleton County today. The former lawyer is accused of killing his wife and youngest son a year and a half ago on the family's hunting property. Now the state is arguing those murders were to cover up for the fact that he was allegedly stealing millions of dollars from friends, family and clients. Nick Reagan is live from the Colleton County Courthouse this morning. So, Nick, the state is now honing in on a motive. Tell us more. Yeah, guys, the state is really trying to provide the jury with a motive as to why Alec may have killed his wife and son. Remember that the defense's biggest sticking point so far has been that there is no motive. Through witness testimony, they've tried to say that Alec, Maggie, and Paul all had an excellent relationship and therefore no reason for Alec to kill them. Now, yesterday, uh, rather, in a move that the defense was hoping to avoid, Judge Clifton Newman, he uh, allowed the state to call witnesses to testify about Murdoch's other alleged crimes, including more than 90 financial crimes, accusing him of stealing from his law firm and his clients with fake accounts and forged checks totaling nearly $9 million. Those witnesses include two staffers from his former law firm who say they continued, uh, they confronted Murdoch rather about missing money the very morning of those double murders and then they backed off given the circumstances also on the stand alex's best friend chris wilson who also worked with murdoch as an attorney i was so mad i'd loved the guy for so long and i probably still loved him a little bit but i was so mad Now, Wilson says that he had a meeting with Murdoch about the missing money in which Murdoch admitted to being addicted to opioids. The state uh, making the case that Murdoch lived a double life and even his closest friends didn't truly know him or the depths of his financial troubles. Now, interestingly, the jury was not in the courtroom for most of yesterday's testimonies as uh, the judge is still weighing whether or not he's going to allow testimony on those financial crimes to be used as evidence in this murder trial. The judge uh, will weigh each of those questions as we get to them. But if uh, he does allow it, it means that these witnesses may have to testify again in front of the jury. Now, court resumes at about 930. The jury won't be back until 1130. Reporting from Colleton County, Nick Reagan, Live 5 News. All right. Thank you, Nick. Well, sewage issues in Andrews caused the state health department to shut down three local businesses this week. Last night, elected officials in the area held a town hall to address those concerns. About 100 people came to Andrews High School last night. 
Mayor Frank McClary answered questions for over an hour and a half. He says the problem was caused by a new cell tower crushing a sewage pipe. He also blames grease in pipes. So what we've been able to do in the last couple of days is now redirect uh, the sewer. Not the ideal option, but the only option we have right now. And, uh, and simultaneously, we're working with a, um, an engineering company now to design a new route, a new permanent route. The mayor says he will work quickly with Public Works to get those businesses open again. Next week, the Charleston Police Department will be increasing parking enforcement measures as part of the King Street Public Safety Plan. Officers say they'll also be stepping up police patrols, improving lighting, and making changes in the street's traffic pattern. Thursday, February 9th, the city of Charleston says it'll begin towing enforcement of the existing weekend parking rules on King Street. Those rules prohibit street parking on King Street from Spring to John Streets from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Well, the city of Charleston has unveiled the first draft of an ordinance to add more infrastructure for electric cars. City officials say they're focusing on retail spaces, office buildings, and mixed-use developments to support a rising demand for those electric cars. Officials report they saw a 70 percent increase in electric vehicle registrations in the state between 2020 and 21. Now, the city says they still need to make a few changes before bringing this to council for a vote and are seeking public input. If you would like to see a full breakdown of the potential requirements, click on the story. You can head to our website, live5news.com. Well, yesterday at an event, Governor Henry McMaster was asked his opinion of the former governor Nikki Haley's plans for a presidential run. This is what he had to say. I think she would be a good candidate. I think that there are a lot of other other great candidates. I think I, I know most all of them who are planning on making an announcement. Of course, I'm, I'm for President Trump, have been from the beginning. But as, uh, as he told uh, uh, Ambassador Haley, uh, if you want to run, come on and run. So I, I think there'll be others as well. But I'm, I'm for President Trump. Well, former Governor Haley is set to formally announce her 2024 presidential campaign February 15th in Charleston. She will be the first challenger to former President Donald Trump in the race for Republican nominee. Haley worked under the Trump administration at the United Nations, as the United Nations ambassador from 2017 to 18. We now know when the Democratic National Committee will vote on the 2024 primary schedule. In a tweet Wednesday, DNC member Kay Koontz announced that the vote will happen tomorrow in Philadelphia. This comes after the DNC's Rules and Bylaws Committee approved making South Carolina the first voting state for the Democratic primaries instead of Iowa, which was first for five decades. That'll happen back in early December of last year. The decision was based on Iowa's technical meltdowns in the state's 2020 caucus and the Democrats prioritizing diversity. I can't tell you how personally proud I am of, of this moment. Uh, for South Carolina, uh, we, we are going to take out the provision that uh, the president's plan um, to make South Carolina the first in the nation. But we're also adding a number of great states into the early state window. We keep New Hampshire as a second race, as they've always been. Uh, we uh, we add Nevada under as one of the second uh, states, uh, and then we add Georgia and Michigan to the mix. South Carolina will be followed by New Hampshire and Nevada one week later, and then primaries in Georgia and Michigan. 
Right now, South Carolina has more than 30 inmates on death row and no way to legally carry out their executions. But a bill that could restart lethal injections in our state is now up for debate in the state Senate. A Senate committee has advanced a shield law bill, which would keep drug makers and pharmacies' identities hidden if they sell South Carolina lethal injection drugs. Yesterday, the committee approved language designed to tighten that shield up even more. Opponents argue this bill would cloud government transparency and how much money is going toward it. One senator says he's worried the shield could also prevent the state from adequately defending itself in lawsuits that could follow botched executions. It's kind of like putting us in a football game. Everybody else got on pads and helmets and we can't even get a helmet. We can't even get shoulder pads because this amendment will not allow us to compel disclosure or discovery. Even with this language, I think that under the right circumstances, a court is going to, um, is going, could, could, you know, could pierce that shield. The director of the state's prison system has said this bill would not guarantee South Carolina would be able to obtain the drugs, but without it, discussions are impossible. A Mount Pleasant pharmacist says one Adderall wholesaler has less than 20% of the normal number of tablets that it provides currently in stock. Yeah, this comes after months of pharmacists across the country experiencing a major shortage of Adderall. The Food and Drug Administration first declared an Adderall shortage last October, and some low country pharmacies say it's at its worst. Anna Harris spoke to a few local pharmacies to see how they're dealing with this. Tidewater Pharmacy and Compounding says 50% of the phone calls they have coming in are people looking for Adderall. Although they are short on stock, other pharmacies say they are completely out of stock. I haven't seen it this bad in the eight years that we've been open. Delta Pharmacy, the only pharmacy in all of Isle of Palms, says they keep having to turn people away. Just in the last two or three weeks, it's gotten big time and... Um, we've not been able to get any here for, for a while. Both pharmacists say they receive Adderall from a few wholesalers that also serve grocery stores and drug stores, not just in South Carolina. Gandy says some brand names can cost over $1,000 a bottle. With limited availability, some people are having to switch to taking a different amount of pills to get the prescribed amount of milligrams. However, the more tablets there are, the higher your insurance costs could go. Strawn says Adderall isn't the only shortage. It's also happening with children's antibiotics like Tylenol and Advil. As far as Adderall, Gandy says it's important to be patient. Fortunately, you know, we can't really say exactly when it's going to be back. Uh, that's, again, way, way beyond us here. Um, but, yeah, there's a number of, definitely a number of people that take it. It's probably one of our highest dispense medications. Both pharmacists say they know on a day-to-day -day basis of what will be in stock and to keep calling around to different pharmacies to see what is available. In Mount Pleasant, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. They were wearing red. National of Wear course. Red Day. I like your plaid. Thank you. Well, it's part of the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement. Yeah, people across the country are encouraged to wear red to raise awareness in support of women's cardiovascular disease. Our Samantha Popovics joins us outside of Trident Medical Center this morning. So, Samantha, you talked with a doctor there. Why did they say today is important? Good morning. 
Good morning. Yes, the easiest way today to support women's heart health is by wearing the color red for this month. But it's also important to pay attention to signs and symptoms that may relate to heart disease. The American Heart Association says cardiovascular disease continues to be the number one killer of women in the United States, beating the death toll of cancer. I spoke to Dr. Kenneth Perry, the assistant medical director of the Trident Emergency Department, who says it's important to see your primary care doctor as you get older. Dr. Perry says symptoms of heart failure look different for women compared to men and says by not visiting your primary care doctor yearly, you could miss typical symptoms of heart disease. So just generalized nausea or not feeling well, fatigue, this could really be signs of underlying heart disease rather than the real, that elephant on the chest that we know of from Hollywood-esque type dramas. The American Heart Association encourages taking advantage of free heart health screenings and learning hands-only CPR. Reporting live in North Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. Thank you, Samantha. Blood donations are a critical necessity, and here at Live 5, we want to give you a chance to give the gift of life. We're partnering with the Red Cross and iHeartRadio for a blood drive on Monday, February 20th at the Citadel Mall. Head to redcrossblood.org and use our sponsor code LIVE5 to participate. At the top of the show, I mentioned the plane crash that killed three rock and roll stars on this date 64 years ago. The three victims were on a plane that crashed in Iowa. The victims were 22-year-old Buddy Holly, 17-year-old Richie Valens, and 28-year-old J.P. Richardson, otherwise known as the Big Bopper. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Blythe Danner is 80, actress Morgan Fairchild is 73, and actor Nathan Lane is 67. Thanks for joining Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. We hope you have a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.